look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popwich. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, Faisal. How about you? Not bad, not bad. We've had a terrific week of weather, I think. Can you believe this is winter? Yeah, it's surprising. Eh? <laughs> it's I'm, been... I'm kind of upset. Uh, I know. For one reason. I'm only upset for one reason. I have my snow tires on. Yeah, I don't I get to use them. You're just burning it off. I'm burning it all burning off. Forever off. Yeah, I know. It doesn't quite feel like Christmas yet. We're only two weeks away. But having said that, listen, I'm not, I don't want the cold. If we can get a bit of snow for Christmas and no cold, great. But if i got to choose, we'll keep it at 11 above. I want it to snow really hard on the 23rd because I'm not in the country at that time. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, Thanks for Just for you, bit. my friend. <laughs> Today's show, going to find out how to best use your charitable donations this holiday season. It is the season to give. And, uh, of course, we're big supporters of the Calgary Children's Foundation. But, you know, there's lots of different ways to support and tax-efficient ways to do it, right? So we'll uh, learn a little bit about that. And this one's going to be pretty good. Uh, Does a tattoo count as legal or medical instructions? We're going to find out what an interesting story coming out of Florida. And so we'll talk about that today, too. You bet. Okay, so let's um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the market this week. I, you know, there was some interesting things happen. Of course, there's some big macro sort of things affecting the markets. We've got the Brexit negotiations. We've got uh, the U.S. tax reform bills. You know, making some progress. We've got currency volatility again as a result. Wow! Of, yeah. Yeah. Jobs reports and interest rate expectations. Where do you want to start? Let's let's start off with um, the U.S. and let's go there because they they were recently were able to. Um, have some sort of a compromise or an agreement when it comes to uh, keeping the federal government open. Uh, they, um, I think it was Trump who signed it on Friday that mm. uh, that they are going to allow the uh, the um, government to stay open for a couple of weeks. For, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> at least it's open. That's a good sign. Um, the The next part of this is um, the tax bill, yep. and so the, I have a 19 page report which has been condensed from their more than 19 pages of, of, of offering and what, what the impacts are. So mm-hmm. I, that's my fun reading for the weekend. Um, the, the hard part about this whole tax bill is that it doesn't cover some of the key areas of growth alone. It does not give that much benefit for infrastructure spending, right. which is why Trump in January will probably come out with an infrastructure push. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not push directly to immediate responses to growth. And so this is the problem. And so um, there's a little bit of differences between the House and the Senate. I think they'll they'll be able to figure these things out, and right. it will come through. Yeah, yeah. I think that the I mean, let's put it this way: the expectation is certainly building that they're going to have something in place. Um, how you know, how diluted? I mean, I was reading an article on Friday talking about it's the least loved tax reform by the least loved president. Uh, you know, at this point in any term, yeah, it depends who you're talking to. I know. You know, like those people who own golf courses and and and, and uh, air, airplanes are going to love this one because there's a whole bunch of tax benefits for those guys. So again, that that's that's for the rich. But the the key thing is there is a tax reform. What I'm very interested right. in finding out is once this deal is done. What do the numbers look like for businesses? Right, right. What does it look like for individuals? And I'm more concerned about businesses than individuals. Are we competitive here in Canada versus the U.S. because of this tax bill? 
Well, I mean, it's it, it's certainly we're going in opposite directions, right? The two countries, and it is going to be interesting. But as an investor, yeah, well, the implications from an investment perspective are are interesting. Uh, we've had lots of conversations about uh, about the weight, appropriate weight in ca- in Canadian stock, and what kind of Canadian companies do you own, right? Are they are they Canadian centric in terms of the revenue streams, or do you want Canadian companies that benefit from a U.S. recovery and the tax reform there? interesting set of questions for investors to ask. And I think as Canadians, we have to understand that the government in the United States and, and the federal government here have two different mandates. Yep. The U.S. government, uh, from the presidential point of view, is focusing on his version of growth. Right. However, the growth mechanism hasn't been the push by the federal government here in Canada. It's been redistribution of oh, monies. Wow. Yep. Right. It's going yep. from, let's call it the top 1%, to everybody else below or the middle class or however Trudeau wants to announce it. So that's a change in in mindset that people have to have. We cannot say, well, we should get what those guys have in the States. That's not accurate because that's not the mandate. That's not what they were elected on. Right. You know, there's there's some uh, change taking place or some progress being made also uh, to Brexit. Uh, You know, that's been simmering in the background, Faisal, for a while. Looks like maybe the divorce bill, you know, the, the cost that the UK will incur for, uh, you know, towards the EU, somewhere in the order of, I think it was 50 billion 53 euros. 53 billion dollars or, billion or 45 billion euros Euro. okay. is what the divorce bill costs. There's some vague promises on the sensitivity and, or the issues on the Irish border. Yep. Yep. So that's the second part of it. This is phase one uh, right now. They this just, is just a start. This is the uh, divorce agreement. <laughs> This is just a start. Now comes, a, I think, a bigger problem. And they have right. to solve this by March 2019. Many people think this is enough time. I don't because I don't think they can get everything they figure out within that time. But they, they might. Um, that being said, now we're entering the biggest problem, which is trade discussion. Mm-hmm. What parts are they going to have in their trade deal? Um, when you discuss trade, you discuss trade on goods. You very rarely, if ever, talk about Services. services. Yeah. 80% of the UK economy is based on services. Right. Now, the reason why I'm spending a lot of time understanding this process is not because of just the UK, because it doesn't really impact the world's economy if the UK has a problem with trade in the EU. It does have an impact on how other countries are viewed. Can you get into the EU? Can you get out of the EU? Because when you combine all the countries in the EU... They're the largest economic superpower in the world. Right. Individually, these countries are not. Collectively, they're a superpower. And so that's going to shift where global demand goes. Mm-hmm. You want to see the number one buyer of Asian goods, which is why Asia is growing so well? It's Europe. Right. How can they be growing or uh, buying so many goods if they're not growing at a certain rate? So I think there's a, there's a duality in the numbers that we see, and in that lies a hu- huge amount of opportunity, not only to inv- as an investor, but also for businesses in Canada to explore what's happening over there. Yeah, you know, I, I think you make an interesting point. Um, so we've got this, we've got the backdrop of this, um, this divorce happening between the UK and, uh, and the EU. But at the same time, for the first time since the Great Recession, you have synchronized growth taking place in all European countries. Right, so we've got an unemployment rate that's north of eight and a half percent in the EU, and it's ticking down. Can you imagine taking that from eight and a half percent to seven? Yeah. All those people go back to work. What do they do? Now they have income. What do they do with that a portion of that income? They pay taxes. The other portion they go and spend, 
right? So you huge, get this virtuous cycle starting, and, and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that the UK, sorry, not the UK, but the EU is actually maybe in the fifth inning of the recovery versus maybe the, seventh, the bottom of the seventh for the, uh, for the US, right? So it's interesting to see that. But it is, it, it, you know, the question I guess you ask as an investor is, is the British uh, exit um, uh, corresponding with this cycle of synchronized growth taking place, does that minimize the impact that we see in Europe, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it softens that blow a little bit versus if you were in the midst of a recession and an exit going on at the same time. So, And I, I want to add one more thing. You know, many Canadians are Canadian-centric, Canadian-focused. Sure. And so when I have conversations with listeners on the show, uh, people calling in for second opinions, their their comments about their view on the economy is based upon um, Alberta, right. based upon Calgary, Calgary yeah, based exactly. upon a pipeline, yeah. and, and uh, we invest globally, right. right? So we don't invest. You know, you and I, our portfolios are around the world, so we don't focus on a pipeline, right? Right. If we had the company involved in that, we would focus on that to some degree. Yeah. But when you're making a macroeconomic decision on your portfolio, Canada is not the biggest player. We have to look outside of that. Right. I spend more time reading about China and Europe than I do about my own country because that's what my clients expect of me when, they, when we invest their money. Yeah, well, people are always interesting. Uh, you know, I have conversations. They say, well, what do you think about the, the Calgary's economy? And I said, well, <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm not entirely sure I'm the best guy to ask for that because we spend most of our time researching on a macro and a global basis versus what's happening in the Calgary real estate yeah, market. So if you're investing and you're investing beyond just Calgary, or just Alberta, which is focused right. on, think about the broader scale, what are the bigger impacts? Because I'm telling you right now, what happens with a tax policy with corporations in Canada yeah. is not going to impact a global economy. Right. It's not. Right. But it, yeah, it, it, so it is important. I think so. Let's just finish off the segment with this. Um, from a thesis perspective, the takeaway from this segment, if you're listening and you're thinking a little bit about the structure of your portfolio, is, is you have to come up with that macroeconomic thesis first. Come up with an idea of where you think the global economy is, is going. Is it accelerating or receding? Start there. And then figure out where that growth is coming from, right? So look at the regions, the areas, and then you'll drill it down into industries that are contributing to growth. And then you're going to start forming your, your investment hypothesis based on that, right? So you, you drill it down from, you often talk about <clears throat> the economic thesis, right, on a global basis. You get down into geographic locations. You get down into asset allocation. You get down into financial, into individual security selection. Yeah. When we'll talk about this, yeah. we're going to get more detail about this on Tuesday, January twenty third, seven p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Yep. This is our first seminar of two thousand eighteen. You do need to reserve your seat, so give us a call at nine six six eighty four hundred nine six six eight four zero zero. Or go on our website to register at morethemoneyradio.com. And stick around after the break. You'll hear about how to assess the charities that you can give to over the holiday season or any time during the year. You're listening to 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.